Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we will be recapping the films of the back half of 2016. Welcome back, Matt. We have been on hiatus for a little while. We've been working on this episode for a while. Yeah, we have. Yeah, this, I mean... This is a continuation of an episode we did earlier in 2016, um, recapping the first kind of half of that year, first six months releases, and now we're finishing off and recapping the last half of the year. And this uh, involves a lot of movie watching on our part. Yeah, if you um, check out our uh, Letterboxd account, we hit 87 films watched for the podcast whoa. so far. Whoa, so much, so much singing and dancing. Yeah, I mean, these are granted all not from 2016, and yeah. there's four that I haven't seen, which might crop up on this list, mm-hmm. but we've watched a lot of movies, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of dang old movies on this podcast. Um, but we've also been taking a bit of a break, just, you know, took some time off to celebrate the holidays, we went on vacation, where we encountered some Bollywood. Yeah, we went to uh, Disneyland, mm-hmm. and one day while at Disney's California Adventure, it was during Festival of Holidays. The Festival of Holidays. So Disneyland is all done up for Christmas, but then at California Adventure, they're celebrating the Festival of Holidays. It's a nice way of being inclusive, but it sounds kind of frighteningly generic. And they were also doing Diwali in early January, yeah, which is kind of weird. But anyway, we saw a uh, crew doing some Bhangra dancing. Yeah, and they were teaching, you know, like a whole group of children how to do a dance to a song from Chennai Express, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, not a great movie, but it was really kind of exciting to see just kind of in the middle of, you know, California Adventure, this big group of people coming together who had never like danced to a Bollywood song before and kind of getting a Bollywood dance lesson. It was really cool. It goes to show you can never leave the game. Yeah. There was always King there was also Kingfisher everywhere, which was really nice. Yeah, they had like special food and drink specials mm-hmm. for different uh, cultures, which you know, it's very nice. Yeah. And everywhere we went in in California Adventure, we heard Bhangra and Bollywood music, which was really fun. Yeah, they would cycle through the different uh, cultures songs as well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, never leave the game. <laughs> well, well, thank you to all of our listeners for waiting for us to come back with a new episode when we said we were going to take a bit of a break, because uh, frankly, we really needed it, uh, and we were going on vacation. Uh, we were met with uh, with some disappointment, and we hear you. We're sorry, uh, but we're back. We're back in the swing of things. Back in the saddle again. Yeah, back the to boys our, are back in town, <laughs> as it were. Our regular schedule. Hopefully, we can get through this so, yeah. It's been a little while. I'm super giggly today. Yeah. We got beers. We are drinking beers. Yeah. Might move on to the whiskey later because we're out of beers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's let's take a look at uh, where we left off. All right. So um, at the end of our last episode, um, it was still around... It was, it was in June and we still had a couple of May releases that we hadn't quite caught up with yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big one is Sarbjeet. Yeah, which we uh, just watched today. Yeah, which we just watched today with Ashraya Rai and Randy Puda, directed by Omang Kumar, who also did uh, Mary Kam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a decent biopic. So it's about uh, Sarbjeet Singh, who is a man who in 1990 accidentally crosses the border into Pakistan and is uh, picked up by the army, the cops, and they think he's a spy. Mm-hmm. They think he's a different guy, actually, Ranjit Singh, and uh, is held under suspicion of being a spy and is 
essentially on death row for 20 years. Uh, Shwari Rai Bachchan plays his sister, who is back in India, in Punjab, trying to negotiate bureaucratic maze of both countries to try and get her brother back. Um, yeah, a uh, true story and a very, very sad story. Yeah, um, I... It, this is a hard film to criticize because, like, its heart is certainly in the, in the right place. You know, it's telling this devastating true story of you know, this terrible thing that happened to this family and the kind of larger um, political space that kind of led to um, this kind of tragedy and human rights violation. Mm-hmm. But despite that, like, I just... I had a hard time getting on this film's wavelength. It just, it, I think it's a bit clunky. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's as kind of engaging uh, cinematically as it could have been. You know, I mean, I just, these are all criticisms I remember us laying at Mary Com too. I, I, you learned more about her life. I liked Mary Com more than I liked this. In this one, that again, based on real people, but. Mm-hmm. You really know nothing at all about Sarjeet, which I guess is probably tantamount to, like, he's just an average guy. No, you know, no drama in his life up to this point. Mm -hmm. But you learn a little bit more about his sister, but they're all kind of cut-out characters. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think of Ashwarya Rai Bakchan's performance? Because this is kind of like the the second film in her comeback. The first one was uh, Jazba, which I've seen you have in, which was a big miss. Didn't work. Um, and here she's really kind of de-glamorizing herself. There's a lot of criticism because she looks nothing like the real-life figure she was playing. But, I mean, I think they go to significant lengths to, you know, de-glamorize her. But she's still, she's still always going to be the most beautiful person in the room. Yeah, it's a uh, um, Charlie's Theron and Monster type situation. Although not with, like, <laughs> facial prosthetics. Yeah. They, uh, she wears these... Glasses with really strong lenses, so her eyes are really big throughout. Once a couple of, about like 10, 15 years into the process, uh, she and her hair gets gray. Uh, Risha Shada, playing uh, Randy Puda's wife, mm-hmm. has very little uh, age makeup applied <laughs> to her until the very end of the movie. Um, interesting choice. But yeah, uh, Shwari Rai was, uh, cried a lot. Uh, everyone cries a lot. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of movie. It's just a very tough situation. Um, I think, again, I would have liked to learn a little bit more about her. Yeah. Um, you know that she broke up with her husband, who appears to have planted a shiner on her face because he feels he can't compete with her brother. Um, but really, I don't even remember his name. They, they, she lost a child. That's sort of right at the beginning, too. And uh, she she had to raise Sarjeet as her own, essentially. And, yeah, it's it's kind of a cut-out character, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But it, for laying bare a story that people should learn about, it's, it's worth watching. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good story. I think we just wish that the film did more. Like, that they... You know, it just it feels clunky in in spaces, and I think kind of relies on um, the heartbreaking melodrama of the real life situation to kind of carry it. It's one of the, and it's it's a story where they obviously would have had to get the involvement of the family, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get a not completely sympathetic portrayal of them if that's the case. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it being a sympathetic 
But no. no one has but, any character flaws at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apart from well, loving one's brother too much. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, we've been waiting to catch up with Sarbjeet. We finally did, and didn't really dazzle us. Yeah. Um, but our next film, I think uh, we have a lot of positive things to say about, uh, and that is Phobia. Yeah, very cool. From Pawan Kirpalani, starring Radhika Apte. Uh, I loved this movie, Matt. It's it's a horror movie. It's a thriller. You may have remembered um, our past two Halloween episodes <laughs> where we were trying to find a Bollywood horror movie that was good. Yeah. We finally did. Yeah, and it's it's very good. It's very unsettling. Uh, very similar to uh, kind of like Repulsion, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Radhika Apte plays an artist who has uh, agoraphobia. She's agoraphobic after yeah. a uh, incident where someone in a uh, taxi takes advantage of her, or we're led to believe. We don't actually find out what yeah. happens, but the image of the taxi cab is used to interesting effect throughout the film mm-hmm. as a sort of touchstone for her uh, mm-hmm. um, mental problems. So she can't leave her house, you know, breaks out into an anxiety attack if she does. So she's kind of secluded to this uh, apartment that a friend... She's knocked out by her fr- her family yeah. and taken to this place because she's driving her family crazy. Yeah. And so she's secluded in this apartment and she believes the woman who previously lived there was murdered. And by so the guy who lived next door. Trying to solve that murder and also believes that the ghost is haunting the place. But because of her agoraphobia, she can't leave. It's a little bit of a uh, rear window thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give... Everything away. There's some good twists and turns in this film. Yeah, there's some great twists and turns. Radhika Apte is excellent. Mm -hmm. She is, you know, an actress to watch. Um, She also starred in this film Parched that came out this year that unfortunately we haven't had the chance to see. That I hear amazing. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, and she was in um, Budlapur Mm -hmm. as uh, the the one guy's wife who gets uh, horribly murdered. Yeah, Uh, she's great. And this movie, I just thought, like, here is a genuinely creepy Bollywood horror movie uh, that also, like I said, I think a very kind of strong um, feminist message throughout it. Um, you know, again, like, it, when I say that it reminds me a lot of Repulsion, it's partly because it's not just having, like, a woman alone in an apartment going crazy, mm-hmm. but also because that woman, um, a lot of her anxieties are related to men and being powerless with men. And so I think, you know, like I personally got a lot out of this movie and her own kind of fears and how they're related to this larger kind of um, feeling and and trauma that women have to deal with. I really liked uh, uh, Yashwini Dayama, who plays mm-hmm. Nikki, mm-hmm. who is a... Um, you know, encourageable girl who lives next door, makes friends with uh, uh, Radhika Apte's character. And this actress also appears in Dear Zindagi, which mm-hmm. is, we're going to talk about near the end of the episode. Yes. So I think we definitely recommend Phobia. It's not a film that came out in theaters here. It's a bit of a smaller release, but well worth uh, catching up with. Yeah. Very good Hindi horror, finally. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more from this director and this actress. Uh, so a film that caused a lot of controversy on its release and had a extremely dramatic series of events surrounding it was Uta Punjab, directed by Abhishek Chobe and starring Shahid Kapoor, Ali Abad, Karina Kapoor, and Diljit Dosanjh. Mm-hmm. So this film was up against it with the uh, censor board office because it is about the drug problems in Punjab region. And 
there were many, many, many edits asked for by the censor board. And um, Anurag Kashyap, who's producer on the film, goes to the mattresses for it. And they fight with the government over it. And eventually it came back with fewer edits wanted. Mm-hmm. But just one, I believe. Just one, yeah. I think some, I think uh, Shahid Kapoor pees. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing that happens at a concert. And, you know, that happens. But then the movie gets leaked on to uh, Indian TV. Mm-hmm. So upon its release date, it's almost like the, the you know, the censor board is trying to bury this film. But it did really well. Yeah, but it, it's both critically and commercially, the film has done extremely well. Um, and yeah. I think it's one of our favorite Bollywood movies. It's in my year. top ten of the year. I loved yeah. it. Um, top ten all movies, not just Bollywood movies. But yeah. it's... It, you can call it a crime drama. It's um, it's a it's a movie about how drugs are bad. Yeah. Uh, so Shahid Kapoor plays a recording artist who is kind of got a gangster, druggy um, persona, and finds out that he's been influencing kids in Punjab region, not amazingly. <laughs> um, Ali Abad plays a uh, young Bihari woman who accidentally ends up. Um, first, uh, finding a big uh, chunk of uh, heroin, I think, right? Mm-hmm. That's been thrown over the border with uh, Pakistan. And when trying to sell it, ends up stuck in kind of a sex slavery thing. It, she gets caught by some gangsters and it goes really badly for her. Uh, Karina Kapoor plays a doctor in Punjab who is trying to combat the drug menace. And Diljit Dosanjh plays a... Uh, at, sort of dirty cop, but mm-hmm. that seems like the whole department was dirty. Yeah, and he's, he's like a border patrol guy. He's a police officer who, at first, is kind of you know complicit in the police corruption um, that allows the drug problems to continue. And then when um, he sees the havoc that it's wrecking uh, uh, and, in his and, community and, and with his, his own brother, family, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he starts to change his perspective and want to do something about it. He works with Karina Kapoor. Yeah. This is an extremely powerful film with four kind of powerhouse performances at the center of it. Um, everyone should check it out. It's extremely well done. Very Ali, Ali Abbott, almost unrecognizable. Oh, she is so good. And I think she won a film for award for Best Actress this year. She did for Understandably, this because, yeah, she is completely subsumed into this character. I... Honestly, did not remember it was her in the movie until oh, afterwards. Really? So, yeah, um, makeup, everything. She looks completely different and she acts completely different. Yeah. Yeah, and she, I mean, her her story, I think, is is heroin. Mm-hmm. You know, again, she's a, she's a woman who finds herself kind of uh, wrapped up in this and is completely powerless and is completely taken advantage of. And, you know, no one, like, there's no avenues for for her to get help and then you know she happens to run into this kind of <laughs> drugged out down on his luck pop star who you know goes to to great and hilarious lengths to yeah. to eventually kind of make things um make things right and and come to her aid um you know so we're following these four characters and their stories don't always intersect or cross over but eventually by the end you know you understand how everyone is connected and it's just so it's a very powerful film yeah i wouldn't say that the direction is anything crazy Mm. like it's it's just well shot yeah but there are some entertaining musical sequences with uh, shahid kapoor and i think 
the imagery of falling into the ocean that uh, the director returns to with Elliot mm-hmm. Bott and her uh, eventual brush with drug addiction herself. It, it it's a good it's a good image and you know probably the Bollywood equivalent of something like a Requiem for a Dream. Maybe not as quite as intense and yeah. uh, off the wall, but um, showing drug addiction and its uh, the havoc it causes. I think it has a lot more. Um I think it has a lot more of a political angle than working mm-hmm. for a dream, and I think it also has a lot more hope. One of, one of the <laughs> things, for a dream. one of the things the government would probably not like about it, we don't know for sure, but it, it definitely implicates uh, government officials in mm-hmm. the drug trade, and specifically for buying votes. So yeah. you know, it it doesn't pull any punches on that front. Yeah, and Karina Kapoor is yeah excellent. She's great. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, she's the less showy role out of the three of them. But. Exactly, I think the other three have kind of you know um, received a lot of attention, and that's partly because they're well. I mean, Diljit Dashant was a kind of big surprise for everyone. He's a Punjabi actor, and this was his Bollywood debut, and a lot of people were really kind of uh, taken with him because he's excellent. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor, um, but you know, you can't uh, dismiss. Uh, Karina Kapoor's involvement in the film as, as well, you know, like it's a, it's more of an understated role, but she really, I think, grounds it. And she she becomes kind of, I think, the empathetic heart of the film. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the one that you want to succeed, like yeah, in the broader sense. You want Ali about to get out of her life and get away yeah. with, you know, what she's up to. But Karina Kapoor is actively trying to make things better. Yeah, and well, and I think it's really important. No spoilers about what happens to her character, but I think it's really important to to again show that side of you know, you know all the different facets of how this drug problem is influencing um, all the different kinds of people. I think of the Bollywood movies I saw this year, between this one and our next one, those are the two I'd want to watch again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have seen one of the other ones twice so far, but uh, this one and uh, Raman Raghav 2.0, I would watch again right away. I've been thinking about it. Uh, It's just stayed in my mind. And... Uh, if you want to talk about a powerhouse directorial style, then you're right, Cash App. Yeah. Um, so, Robin Ragov 2.0, kind of a confusing title, <laughs> but uh, it's basically like referring to a serial killer in India and then saying, here's a new guy mm-hmm. leading up to it. And as I understand, they wanted to do a period piece about the original Robin Ragov. But we're unable to get funding, and it would, it would be tougher to put together. So they thought of a new modern story mm-hmm. uh, with that sort of character uh, reborn in a certain way. And really, you don't need to know anything about the original guy. No, not at all. I don't remember um, in our last episode where we were recapping the first half of um, 2016 how much we talked about Robin Raghav or if we'd seen it yet or if we were just anticipating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the sake of not repeating ourselves too much, <laughs> if we did, um, this movie, we will say this movie did not disappoint. Also on my top 10 of the year. Yeah. Awesome, awesome movie. Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Fashi Koshal are, I mean, I, I, we're praising a lot of the performances in a lot of these films, but I think that's partly because there's been some great acting this mm-hmm. year in Bollywood. And Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Fishy Koshal rank among my two favorite performances. So Siddiqui is the murderer. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically thrill killing, really. Just finding random people and killing them for no real reason, Mm -hmm. no grand scheme. And uh, Vicky Koshal is a uh, cop who finds himself, you know, hunting 
uh, Siddiqui once he figures out what's going on and then somewhat drawn to the darker world that he lives in. Um, Siddiqui is incredibly menacing. There's yeah. a scene where he – long scene actually, about a third of the movie – where he moves back in with his sister and essentially holds the family hostage. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the scariest things I saw all year. Yeah. And it, this guy is unhinged. You have no idea what he's exactly, going to do. Exactly. And that intensity that Siddiqui has, you know, the way that he can go from zero to, to 60 in the matter of a look, that is raw talent that he has there as an actor. And I, I think this is cash up in, in top form. Like, this is, it's a scrappy movie. It's yeah. grimy. Great music. Oh, man. My favorite song of the year. Um, um, I will say about Siddiqui that he is completely calculating as a psychopath, too. Yeah. Uh, he's playing his own emotions like an instrument to work other people um, and manipulate them. And, you know, very, very exciting to see. And his monologues are also really unhinged and weird and yeah. uh, very entertaining. Well, not entertaining, but just like you can't take your eyes off them. Yeah. The song is Cult E, um, so we'll, we'll link uh, the video to that. As L E M, yeah. Um, how do you pronounce it? I think it's Cataliam. Cataliam? Cataliam. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, oh, Cataliam, yeah. We're terrible at pronouncing <laughs> things, so someone will let us know, hopefully. Uh, yeah, episodes like this where we have to say a lot of names are always fun. Yes, please send your uh, uh, criticisms of our accent to uh, Bollywood is for Lovers uh, Twitter account. You can find us there pretty easily. Uh, yeah, my favorite song of the year, and this is definitely one of my favorite Bollywood movies of the year. Uh, Kapoor and Sons was the only film that I put in my um, top ten of the year overall. Which, uh, if you check out your other show, um, yeah. uh, Trash Art in the Movies, you can hear the full top ten of Aaron's mm-hmm. movies. Um, I'll link mine on Twitter, I think. But Ram and Ragab 2.0 and Uta Punjab were both in my top 25. I love both these movies. Moving on. That brings us to a film that we've actually done uh, already on the show. We did an episode um, on Olympics films. Sports and we, movies. And we featured this one, and it's a sultan. Yeah. So not too much to say here, as we've already talked about it. Directed by Ali Abbasa Zafar, starring Salman Khan, Anushka Sharma, and Randy Puda. Uh, overall, we really enjoy this film. Yeah. It's, um, it's like your classic Salman Khan, you know, vehicle, but... Definitely a wrestling theme running through the year because this, Dengal, and also Sarbjeet, he was apparently a wrestler. This Mm -hmm. is one of the few things we know about him. Yeah, I think like the overall trend I'm seeing of the year is um, sports and social dramas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's the stuff that's been really big this year. Yeah, check out our episode on the sports movies if you want to hear us go all in on Sultan, which we enjoy quite a bit. Yeah. Um, You know. It's not it's not groundbreaking cinema, no. but it's it's a good time. No, exactly. Uh, and then another one that we already talked about on the show, Dishoom. Another um, non groundbreaking <laughs> but also fun film from Wohat Dewan, starring John Abraham, Rowan Dewan, and Jacqueline Fernandez. Also, uh, Akshay Khanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Dishoom is a lot of fun. I've thought about Dishoom a lot since we saw it, surprisingly, um, and mostly just out of funness of like what a fun buddy cop movie that was, how great Jack and Fernandez was. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I think that movie is super funny. Uh, Akshay Kumar's cameo in it is one of my favorites. Spoiler uh, alert. Just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone cares about spoilers, but, you know, Akshay, Ka- uh, Akshay Kumar uh, playing outside character 
really outside of his normal Mm -hmm. wheelhouse. Very, very entertaining. And yeah, sort of what a Bollywood equivalent to like bad boys would be like. So then we have two big films with big leading actors that were released on the same weekend that kind of went head to head at the box office. And the one that I was not expecting to kind of, you know, win the weekend one. So those are Mahendra Daro and Rustam. Mm-hmm. Mahendra one of Daro. which is way better than the other one. <laughs> yeah. Which might answer your question. Yeah. Mahendra Daro comes from Ashutosh Gawarkar, stars Rithik Roshan and Pooja Hegde. Uh, this is kind of a <laughs> fictionalized account of the ancient city of... Mohenjo-daro. The Indus Valley civilization. <laughs> yes. Pretty cheesy, actually, this movie. Super cheesy. Uh, Go Worker previously directed Lagan, you know, which is one of the most uh, iconic Bollywood movies there is. And we did an episode about that one. Yeah. So you would think, you know, a film from him starring Rithik Roshan, who, you know, tends to bring up the crowds, would do really well. But this movie bombed. Yeah. And it, it might was a be disaster. because it's a terrible movie. It was a disaster throughout. Um, I don't hate the movie. I just thought it was kind of mediocre all around. Mm. But, yeah, it's it's not good. I'll never watch it again. No, no. No, I had a hard time sitting through this movie. It's really silly. Uh, it opens with, like, a flying alligator or crocodile. Yeah. I guess it would be we a crocodile. We thought they were going to hold on to that for, like, later in the movie. Like, no. that was that was the big shot that people remembered from the... Uh, the trailer. The trailer. But, uh no, they went they went all in right away. Yeah, so this you know big crocodile attacks with a groshan and then jumping through the air. Yeah, by the way, as he's on a boat. But I mean, the CGI on it was just uh, lacking. Yeah, pretty hokey, and so you kind of don't really take it seriously. And then the rest of the film involves with a groshan like chasing the image of a unicorn, and then at one point. Dressing up and dancing like a unicorn. That is unequivocally the best part of the movie, where the various animal totems of the cities of this civilization, uh, Mohenjo-Dar being the unicorn, yeah, uh, they have kind of a um, fertility festival where Pooja Hegde, as the chosen one of the city, uh, descends into water and kind of drops a fertility idol while uh, guys dressed as the different <laughs> animals <laughs> dance around. And yeah... Uh, that was charming, but on the whole, it's a nothing movie. No, it's really not. There's also a lot of uh, scenes of uh, like other cultures that come across, I think, pretty strongly as somewhat racist. It It's fitting every stereotype you would think of of yeah. like Egyptians of the time, or possibly um, there's these guys, uh, Tajikistan <laughs> people, who look like cavemen, are essentially <laughs> giant cavemen that the people of Mahendradaro keep around for their entertainment in the, the arena. Uh, yeah. We were watching this with our friend Sylvia Moon, and she said, this is the plot of Gladiator. This is, <laughs> this is Gladiator, but in the Indus Valley Civilization. And it, it's not too far off. It's that exact sort of outsider becomes you yeah. know a very important person in society type thing and it has this preposterous ending that i think is just absolutely laughable yeah i didn't realize there was going to be as much trigonometry in the movie as, <laughs> as there ended up being when i you know first signed on yeah it's just it's it's a huge miss it's like i think a really misguided project that just 
you know, it's what I, it is kind of one of those things that you have to see to believe that they or actually not. thought this was a good idea to like put a movie like this together. You probably but, just don't need to but see But you it, don't yeah. need to at the same time because it's just like, it's not even fun in its ridiculous terribleness. No, we were trying to riff on it a little bit and not really getting anywhere. Uh, but Rustum, which is a courtroom drama, is the film that kind of won that box office battle. And I, for one, I'm surprised that, you know, the kind of dry courtroom drama over the, you know, epic kind of um, historical fantasy is, you know, the movie that that captured the hearts and minds of the masses. But well, Rustum, when you see it, it makes perfect sense. Rustum had a lot of things going in its favor. There was a very identifiable visual style mm-hmm. and um, costuming and everything. Uh, it reminded me of Wes Anderson, of all people. Just the really? colors and the uh, attention to detail. Everything looked really, really cool, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on the real story of a, uh Indian naval officer who, upon returning from uh, maneuvers out in the ocean, mm-hmm. comes back, finds out his wife is cheating on him, and goes and shoots the guy that she's cheating with. And this was the last court trial in India that was tried by a jury. So they haven't had a jury trial since the 1950s. And from what we were able to gather from the Indian legal system in the film, lots of confusing things happened. So Rustam, mm-hmm. uh, played by Akshay Kumar, represents himself in court, which uh, most people tell you it's a terrible idea. But since Rustam is a calculating super genius, it's good. <laughs> um, but he calls his own wife to the stand. And uh, definitely in Canada, and I think in the States, you cannot be called upon to testify against your husband, much less be cross-examined by your husband. Yeah. just seems completely ludicrous because, you know, they could have planned anything out. Like, there's no way that that passes uh, um, muster. Um, but, yeah... Twisty, turny, good drama, excellent-looking movie. Um, Elena de Cruz and Asha Gupta look amazing. Yeah, Asha Gupta. They get these excellent, like, period clothes, and they just, like... Asha Gupta especially oozes sexuality. She's a real Veronica Lodge type, a uh, rich girl who uh, is the sister of the guy who gets killed, and it makes it her mission to take Rustin down. And another great performance from Akshay Kumar. Like, I think this year he's really... I mean, there was Houseful 3, but also between this and Airlift, like, he really showed some dramatic chops when I usually think of him as kind of a, a comedian. He's good at portraying real people or, like, composites of such, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we're we're still thinking of doing our, you know, another look at Akshay and a look at some of his... Um, his more dramatic roles. Yeah. Uh, he seems like the sort of guy who does one for the studio and then one for himself. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll look at a few of the studio's ones, but we'll definitely look at the ones he's done for himself, uh, Baby and Special 26 and all yeah. those. Those look really good, and we're hoping to do it soon. And both Airlift and Rustum have been well-received, so, and, you know. yeah, made a lot of money. Yeah, so Kumar, you know, he doesn't have to always be the, you know, goofy, over-the-top comedies you know people are people are interested in this mode possibly the biggest and best canadian actor in the entire world too. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh actually kumar uh rescinded his indian citizenship in favor of canadian citizenship mm. so he is yeah he's our best and brightest he's our homeboy yeah uh rustin was directed by uh tenu suresh desai uh we then have a couple of films that unfortunately only i've seen Mm-hmm. Uh, so first up is a uh, flying jet, which is a uh, Bollywood 
kind of superhero satire starring Jackie Shroff and Jacqueline Fernandez. Also, Nathan Jones from uh, Mad Max Fury Road is uh, yeah. the big villain. Uh, it's directed by Remo D'Souza. I... I liked it. Uh, it's very silly, um, which I think works in its favor because it's very knowing about um, superhero, the superhero genre and kind of, you know, the motifs and the cliches and it has a lot of fun with that. My favorite scene involves um, Amrita Singh, who plays uh, Tiger Shroff's mother, researching what superheroes are like by watching a bunch of Marvel movies and then, like, testing out to see if he has any of those powers and then sewing his costume. What powers does he have? And how does uh, he get them? He can fly. Um, and he's strong. Oh, he gets them <laughs> through a, a sacred t- tree. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Could um, he beat Krish in a fight, do you think? No, I don't Krish think so. Because Krish is pretty powerful. No, I don't think so. Uh, a flying jet, he's a much more, he's a bit more of a more, like, reluctant Like a Spider-Man superhero. type? Yeah, 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 more of like a Spider-Man type. At first, he's a bit reluctant, but then ultimately kind of, you know, comes into his own. And, you know, because of the, the tone that this film takes, again, like the fun that it's having, I think it works. Which had taken itself too seriously, I think it would have been a big mess. But ultimately, I, I, I think it is enjoyable. It's not one of the Bollywood movies that really stands out to me throughout the year, but I did like it. Is his superhero named The Flying Jack? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then we have Bar Bar Deco, uh, a, a kind of time-traveling romance starring Katrina Kaif and Siddharth Maholtra. It kind of looks like the lake house or something. Um, what, it, what it is is um, kind of right before his wedding to Katrina Kaif, Siddharth Maholtra starts to have like cold feet and he second guesses everything. And so... They have a big fight. Because he's an and idiot, then, by the way. Like, yeah. if you're getting married to Katrina Cave, just let it go. And then the next morning, he wakes up, and he's on his honeymoon with her. And then it kind of jumps around in time, and he kind of sees what what his life would be like with her. Okay. Um, so, so it's kind it goes, of sliding doors, almost. Yeah, I guess. So it goes way into the future, and we see, like, Goofy takes on, you know, potential future technologies. We see the ways in which, like, their life is wonderful, and then the ways in which he messes it up, and then he kind of travels around in time trying to fix things. Um, That actually sounds pretty fun. It's not, though. Like, it has no sense of fun. Hmm. It just kind of feels blah. And I think, ultimately, it's because Siddhartha Mahaltra isn't really that charismatic. Like, Hmm. he just kind of can't hold this. And Katrina Cave is kind of held at a distance because of the narrative structure. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of can't really save the film. He was so good on Coffee with Karan, though. Yeah. Yeah, he was He right. was very charismatic there. Yeah. Maybe he needs to do a movie as himself. Mm-hmm. That's, how he, that's how you do it. I was really worried that this was going to be, like, about time. That um, British film with Rachel McAdams and Donald Gleeson. Right, yeah. Which I absolutely hate because I think it's super sexist. Um, so I was glad it wasn't that, but it's still, like, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of patience for, like, time-traveling douchebags. Actually, come to think <laughs> of like, it. Trying to, like, fix their relationships with women. Come to think of it, I can't think of a single time-travel movie you like. Uh, La Jete. <laughs> Barely a movie, but sure. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Barely a time-travel movie. Um, the time-turner just brings more problems pr- into primer? the... Primer. There we go. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the time the time turner just brings more problems into the Harry Potter mythos mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah. So. But yeah, you're you don't like 
Back to the Future. No, I don't. Didn't like this. Didn't like About Time. No. Yeah, it's just generally not your thing. No, yeah. And, I, and again, like, I just don't really like spending time with, like, this, Time. You know, spending. <laughs> with this... I see what you're doing. With this, like, man baby trying to solve his problems with women. Like, I just... Butterfly Effect? Did you uh, like that one? Yeah, I like Butterfly Effect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by uh, Nitya Mera. Uh, Katrina Cave looks beautiful, though. She always does. She always does. Well, I think it's time that we uh, take a break for interval, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to be playing a song from probably the biggest movie of the year, I would say. One in, of them, In yeah. regards to how much has been written about and thought about. And that's uh, Ideal Hamishko. And we're going to be playing Bulea. 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 After this. <laughs> So that was uh, Bulea from the soundtrack to Ideal High Mushkill. And a movie that's sort of like an Imitaz Ali movie if the songs were better. Just saying. Anyway. I like the songs in Imitaz Ali. No. This, the whole, it was basically the plot of Rockstar. Right. If it was better. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, there. we'll argue about that later. Because I, I think we're probably not going to agree that much on Ideal High Mushkill. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, before we do, there's still uh, a few a few movies worth mentioning. Um, again, some that I managed to see, you know, made it out to the movie theater, but you were, you know, busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Pink. This is another courtroom drama starring Amitabh Bachchan, Tapsi Panu, Kirti Kulhari, and Andrea Tarring. Um, this... This is this is a very interesting film. It's a it's another like I said court courtroom drama, and it's about the case of these three young women who are charged with assaulting um, these men who they claim were trying to sexually assault them. Hmm. Uh, it's very much about consent mm-hmm. um, and about the politics around consent. Hmm. Um, Ultimately, I really liked the film. I think it's very powerful. I think it has something really important to say. But it does have some larger holes for me about how the Indian court system works and how is it possible to kind of like, if you're on trial for something, then accuse someone of something else and not have to show evidence for it. Hmm. Um, you know, we I, should find like the Indian equivalent of To Kill a Mockingbird or something. Like something that is a genuine court drama that does explain the proceed- yeah. the proceedings a bit better. Or My Cousin Vinny, where we, we all learned about the American legal system. If there was yeah. something about the Indian system as it exists now before Rustam, yeah. well after Rustam, uh, post Rustam. Uh, something that could explain things a bit better. I think that would be really helpful for us. Yeah, because I, I do have some questions about how how things worked in this film because it just kind of didn't didn't make sense based on my understandings of how legal procedure works. I, mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how different it is in India, but also like while you're on trial, putting like there's a way in which they they're on trial and then they end up putting the guys on trial, hmm. um, which. You know, it just 
there's there's some there's some fuzzy stuff in it that didn't completely work for me, but I do admire what the film's about and the statement that it's making. Making, it's directed by uh, Anuretta Roy Chowdhury. Um, it's it's definitely worth seeking out. It's a very thought provoking film. It's very interesting. How's Bachchan? Bachchan's great. Yeah, Bachchan's great. As are the three women. Like, and he's like a elder lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An Atticus Finch, almost. Yeah, and he's got his own kind of issues. He kind of comes out of retirement to to help these girls. And, you know, again, I really admire, um, you know, that the film is talking about these issues. I'm just not always sure about the way in which it is discussing mm-hmm. these issues. Because, you know, part of being a feminist, for me, means that... Um, that I think everyone's equal. And so I don't think that you just have to take these women's word word for what happened. Like, I mean, I do believe in the film that what they In a legal saying, context, yeah, you should yeah, probably have exactly. Evidence. And I do believe in a film that what they're saying happened, happened. But at the same time, the way in which the film kind of... In this court case, the way in which it finds these men guilty, I had some some problems with. Some few, some reservations. Some reservations, exactly. It has, I mean, it came out in September, so it has been a while since I've seen it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to get too bogged down in some of the details. But Maybe it, we should do an episode on some court thrillers at some point. I that think would we be, should. Yeah. Since there are some we really find out, interesting courtroom I bet dramas. there was probably a Devin Nunn movie where about the courtroom. Because <laughs> he ended up in court in both CID and Bozzi. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we then have Emma Sedoni, The Untold Story, uh, directed by Neeraj Pandey, starring Sushant Singh Rajput. Annie Pum Care. Uh, you know why this story is untold, Matt? Because it's boring. So boring. This is We're like, gonna get hate mail for this one. I am so sorry, but you know, this is like boy is good at sports. Boy continues to be good at sports. <laughs> like, it's the story of, you know The guy a, who's good? A young cricketer who, you know, pretty good at playing cricket and Continues to be good at playing cricket and becomes celebrated for playing cricket. Like, I just... There isn't a lot of conflict in Donnie's life, according to this film. Like, Not like uh, the... Fly, the, uh, the, fly, the what's The Flying Sikh. The Flying no, Sikh. Who, no. who had partition and he <laughs> was a Sikh and he was in the army and he went to the Olympics. He had all kinds of interesting things crop up in his life. Yeah, no, it's just like... Donnie's just really good at cricket. And the conflict that you do have feels completely manufactured. Like this thing with this girl that he likes who, you know, is in a car accident. But it's just... It was so... I don't know. It, and it didn't do, really do anything to explain cricket to the audience or like... Presumably the audience for this yeah, film Yeah, presumably knows the audience that, already knows cricket. But, yeah. Or like, but have... Like, How is he better? Like... What is it about his play that makes him so magnetic and good? Well, exactly. Like, again, it's months later, but I really don't remember, like, why Doni was a better cricket player than anyone else. Is he a good batter? Yeah. Like, what... Is that his he's position? He's the top batsman. He's the, he's the batsman. So... Yeah. He's like, uh... He's like the guy in Dishoom who gets kidnapped. Yeah. So oh, he, no. I think he's... I think that's supposed to be, like, a direct parallel of, of someone like Doni. Yeah, or Coley. Yeah. Garot. No, but, like, he's just really good at... Hitting dingers, huh? Yeah, and again, like, yeah. at least you could have made, like, the cricket scenes really interesting and Like in Lagan. And had some... Lagan had excellent cricket well, scenes. Well, exactly, and like have that. some yeah. conflict there, and there's just nothing. It's just like, you know, kid is good at cricket. So know? it's relying on... I mean, on... he does come from a, a kind of lower-income background, so he does have that to overcome, but... 
It just, man. Is it relying on familiarity with him as a person for the drama? Like, you know. Maybe. You like him because he's on the India team. Here's, Yeah. Here's a few things you might not know about him that are not that particularly interesting. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's just kind of, you know, Bollywood's current interest in biopics and sports really kind of reaching a Because you saw that that other one with Imran Hashmi, right? Azhar? Yeah. Yeah, and that didn't do anything for you either. And he's kind of a, least, he's a controversial guy. Well, yeah, that's at least an interesting story. Yeah. You know, this I just, I I mean, it was three hours. It was yeah. three hours and I just. Almost the length of a cricket. At the end of it, I was like. It was almost yep. the length of a cricket game is what you're saying. <laughs> just, I really, oh, didn't do it for me. Well, direct your hate mail to uh, <laughs> Bollywood Pod, the uh, Twitter account, and we'll be sure to respond. Then in October, Mirzia came out. Uh, this is directed by Rakesh um, Prakash Mera, the director of Bagmukha Bag. So I had big uh, kind of expectations for this film since I love Bagmukha Bag. Uh, it stars Harsh Radhan? Harsh Radhan? Harsh Radhan Kapoor, the son of Anil Kapoor, um, brother of Sonam Kapoor, and Sayami Kher, also Ampuri, uh, the recently deceased Ampuri. Uh, I. I was really excited about this film because I, I liked the director's previous one, but this this was kind of a mess, <laughs> but a very interesting mess. I would say a much more. You keep more, saying I need to watch it. Much more interesting mess than Mohenjo Daro. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, I can't find this film available anywhere yet, so I haven't had the opportunity to show it to you yet. But I'm really looking forward to it because, man, is this a weird, weird movie? It you is. You said it's a Romeo and Juliet type. It's story. kind of a Romeo and Juliet type. Yeah, it's based on a on a folk tale. Uh, and so it's set in two different timelines. And so you kind of see this poetic, um, you know, kind of medieval timeline where you see kind of the story of the lovers play out. And Harsh Kapoor is like riding a horse. And, you know, there's I remember the, the trailer for everywhere. this was somewhat confusing. I do remember yeah. that. And then it's also set in kind of a present day where, um, <laughs> where you... Learn about how Harsh, when Harsh Kapoor was younger, he was in love with this girl, and because a teacher was mean to her, he went and murdered the teacher. Wow. And then that separated them, and then years later, when she's getting married to someone else, they kind of reconnect and have a I guess you could say affair. that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, I think what's most interesting about this film are its incredible dance sequences, which I, I don't think they utilized enough. It's kind of like they has like a, a chorus of dancers who are both kind of telling and reacting to the story and they're in, in both timelines same people uh i think it's mostly they're mostly in the the present day timeline hmm. um but they're kind of they do act as a bridge between the um the past and the present and they're in kind of like a blacksmithing hmm. a they're kind of like a yeah like a blacksmithing um, like place a smithy a, a smithy yeah and it's just like these dancers are so sweaty and they're so evocative like I was in love with you know you know with the way this movie looked but I couldn't care less about the narrative like hmm. I just I thought there was some really interesting ideas in this film we're definitely going to return to this one when it becomes available it sounds sort um, of like uh, Tarsim's The Fall yeah well I mean. Aesthetically, in some ways, yes. You know, I just, but it just doesn't come together. I just could not care less about this romance. 
But, you know, the way this movie looked and some of the ideas in it kind of um, cinematically, I thought were really interesting like, and really unique. And I wish that they had embraced those more. Hmm. But, you know, I really hope to see more from Harsh Kapoor because... He was good? <sighs> you just want to know what he can do. I want to know what he can do. I don't think we've seen what he can do here. Um, some of his upcoming projects look a lot more interesting than this. Hmm. Um, but, you know, he he's the son of, I think, one of the most talented men in Bollywood, and his sister is incredible. So I'd really like to mm-hmm. like to see more from him because uh, I, I think he's got more in him than this. So he's we skipped more. ahead to uh, um, October mm-hmm. where we had another double header of yes. big movies coming out. And I'll talk about the first one, which we, we dragged uh, uh, Devin Bruce, who has appeared on the show mm-hmm. earlier, yes. um, uh, talking about uh, Hater and uh, Omkara specifically, because that had Ajay Devgan in it. Yeah. And Ajay Devgan's new directorial film, Chevet, uh played on 28th of October. And it's... A hilarious gong show. <laughs> yes. um, I think I had, I think I laughed more during this film than almost any comedy I saw this year. The trailers made me think it was going to be Ajay Devgan fighting mountains. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the action <laughs> and was. You know what it I is. thought the action was awesome too. <laughs> He's Ajay uh, some of the action was sort of laughable um, at the beginning. Uh, Chevet, who is a man who is so innately tied to mountains that even when he steals a car and has to drive it around, it has a mountain on it. Um, and at the beginning, he uh, jumps off the side of a mountain, uh, a sheer cliff face, and does some crazy tricks for some army guys. And yeah, absolutely insane, laughable there. But the fighting is actually very cool. Yeah. So Chevet again, lives in the Himalayas, smokes weed all day long, and uh, does... Uh, um, tour guides mm-hmm. for various people, and a girl comes by. A Bulgarian. A girl. Bulgarian girl, and they fall in love after an avalanche and a mid-air <laughs> falling down the side of a crevasse um, inside of a tent bang sesh. Um, one, it's it's an amazing image that really is. <laughs> I, I think about it. You know, Hash- fairly often. Hashtag Chevet Bang Sesh. Chevet Midair Bang Sesh. Um, well, with broken leg, by the way. She's got yeah. a broken leg. And uh, a child results of this union. Um, the girl, I don't remember her name. Uh, <laughs> she wants to move back to Bulgaria. Doesn't want to keep the baby, but Chevet, no. You keep Chevet's baby. You just keep slapping milk out of her hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, the, she gives birth and it gives the baby to Chevet to take care of, and then she moves back to Bulgaria. Flash forward about six years, and really the thing that is terrible about this movie is the child actor that they've hired to play Chevet's dog. Yeah. Because she does not speak Hindi for some reason. No, so they just make the character mute. Yeah, they made her mute. Rather than just have a kid that knows how to speak Hindi and is half white, half Hindi, a Hindu, sorry, um... Instead, just a kid who's mute. Yeah, well, and yeah, she's the actress is British. Um, yeah, doesn't speak a word of Hindi, and it just—I don't know if they, you know, were trying to capitalize on some of the success of Bajrani Bajan by having a mute child, or if it really was just like a workaround because this girl doesn't speak Hindi. It reminded but me it of just, Six String Samurai with the kid too. It's—it's it's just when you get a child actor that is not very good, you just say, "Okay, don't yeah. talk." Yeah. Anyway, the kid gets uh, kidnapped when they go to Bulgaria to meet her mother, and Chevet 
beats the shit out of almost every Bulgarian male <laughs> in the whole country on yeah. his mission of revenge. And I would say the last half of this movie, surprisingly fun and awesome. Yeah. Um, the first half, sappy, weird, and well, not from awesome. The action. Like, the action of this movie is really good. Again. I would watch a super cut of this action. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The car chases, great. Fight scenes, bone crunching, awesome. Ajay Devgan just lying around, topless, yeah. in the mountains. Smoking weed. <laughs> Great. He, he's, he's like an earth elemental who, as, as, the farther he gets away from the mountains, the less power he has. But when he yeah. gets on those, oh boy, shit gets real. I think when it like, leans Even really... a large hill he's stronger on, or <laughs> a cliff. That, that, that's where his power base lies. I think when it leans real heavily into the sex trafficking plot like that really doesn't work for me it just kind of seems like a really um well seedy element it, it, gi- it gives really... him license to beat the ever-loving shit out of people and you don't feel bad about it at all yeah but i just i guess i think they could have done that in a different way without kind of you know making light of a hooker with a heart of gold sex trafficking. every yeah it's very stereotypical but again it's really just a clothesline to hang beatings on yeah and i guess i don't know like to me it's just like it's too serious of an issue to really do justice to in an action film that it just kind of comes off as um cd to me it's pretty um and glib. Then, it's glib and then there's, like, a lot of stuff about, like, fathers and daughters that, like, also just, like, it's way too sappy. And this sort of thing would work better if the kid spoke. Yeah. When the kid doesn't speak and Chevet has to kind of emote about yeah. how much he, he... He's he's pretty taciturn himself. So it's these two characters who don't speak a lot. And you rely on the supporting cast to, um, you know, have the narrative happen. Yeah. And it's an hour too long. It's an hour too long. Like, way too long. But the parts that were fun were super fun. Yeah. yeah. And I would probably watch this movie again. I would definitely fast forward through a lot of stuff. But <laughs> watching Chivet beat people's asses was very entertaining. It's Yeah. If, if you're going to watch this, get some beers, get some friends, get some snacks, enjoy yeah. the action, and like talk during the other stuff. Yeah. I inflicted this on Devin Bruce at the theater, and it would have been a much better watch had I seen first and I could tell him what to pay attention to. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the film that came out opposite Chevet, um, and which I think was a lot more successful, both commercially and critically. Which we just talked about. Is the latest from Karen Johar, A. Dilheim Weshkel. Yeah. Uh, the stars Ranbir Kapoor, Ashraya Rai Bachchan, Anushka Sharma, Fawad, and Fawad Khan, Imran Abbas, and Lisa Hayden. This, I love Lisa Hayden. Can we M- just, like, for MVP a of the movie is Lisa Hayden? Lisa Hayden's great in this movie. She is so... Funny. She's in it for about twenty minutes, and I think they are the movie some of the... loses some steam when she leaves. Yeah, she is so good. What is it? What, how do you say vibe again? Varadhan. Yeah, Varadhan. I think Varadhan. Something like that. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, so in this film, Ranbir Kapoor <laughs> plays a not struggling artist, but someone who wants to create create art, but has not felt absolute heartbreak yet. Yeah. Uh, he's fabulously well, wealthy, as are all the characters in the film. And he meets Anushka Sharma at a party uh, after trying to hook up with her, although she has a boyfriend, played by Fawad Khan. Fawad Khan is the love of Anushka Sharma's life, DJ Ali. And, um, yeah, I have to say it like that every time. It's just, just funnier. And Rambir Kapoor is forever you know, going to be frustrated by this fact, because he's in love with Anushka, but she can never love him back. Yeah. He eventually is able to pull himself away at her wedding. 
after insulting her in front of all of her family and generally just being a pissant about everything. But uh, he meets Ashwarya Rai Bachchan, who the best uh, portrayal of a poet in a film ever. <laughs> we could just call it a day after that. Um, for all that she was sort of de-glamorized in Sarbjeet, she looks absolutely astounding in this movie. She's drop-dead gorgeous. I would watch a movie... I would rather a movie about her because she's like a complete personality where everyone else is sort of yeah. tied to one emotional tenor and stays at it the whole time where she's just a cool lady that he runs into one yeah. time. Yeah. A not quite a May-December romance, but, you know, if you... If, if that's coming your way, you got to go for it. Well, but I do admire that, you know, Karen Johart has a, you know, an older woman uh, who's unbelievably attractive dating a younger man in this film. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's something that you don't see a lot of in Bollywood. You know, the, the male actors tend to be much older than their female co-stars. And here it's a bit of a reverse. I, I, I'm not She's calling, not that much older, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I am not calling Ashraya Raibachan old. Yeah. Um, but she is older than Ranbir Kapoor. Yeah, not by much, though, I wouldn't think. I really wanted to like this movie. Um, there's certainly elements I, I like about it. The music? The music great. is great. Yeah. Lisa Hayden, great. Um, Anushka Sharma is, like, is so sparkling and brilliant. Uh, Ashraya Raibachan looks amazing, and she just oozes sexuality. It's got a great uh, cameo from... <laughs> Her ex-boyfriend, who we won't say, but... Yeah. One of the best parts of the movie. Uh, and I think, you know, for the most part, Rambeer Kapoor is pretty likable. The last 30 minutes of this movie are terrible. This yeah. movie completely loses me in the last 30 minutes. I think it completely undoes, undoes so much of what comes before it. And I just... I, it was a big disappointment for me. It sets up kind of a no-win situation. It's yeah. a an unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Rambeer Kapoor will never not be in love with Anushka Sharma. And Anushka Sharma will never be in love with him. So rather than figuring out a way in which they could part amicably or, you know, something dramatic happens that forces them apart again, instead we have a stupid thing that happens. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it. I just find it so disrespectful to, you know, I think some of the direction that I thought the film was going um, and to kind of the character that it happens to. You know, again, we're dancing around it because we don't want to give it away. But, you know, when, yeah. you, when you get to that ending, like, it just... It, it it's just the sort of thing you think up, it. like, I don't know how to get out of this situation. This will solve everything. It's like I woke up from a dream, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so cheap, and I think it's so, you know... But the moody romance quadrangle between the yeah. four main people... Very entertaining. And Fawad Khan looks great. Fawad Khan as DJ Ali. Um, he looks great. Yeah. Great beard. And the whole controversy with him being Pakistani, kind of bullshit. He's an awesome actor. And, um, you know, it's just a shame that people are not willing to accept that. We hope we will see him in a Bollywood film again, but, you know, we don't know if we do. His two movies are awesome that he's in. Yeah. Well, he does a great job in the two movies he's in, I would say. Yeah. Well, and Kapoor's sense is... That's an awesome movie. I love that. Overall, I love the Vata Varan of this film. Yeah. Um, I just hate the ending. Uh, the movie looks great. It has a very sumptuous palette of purples, maroons, greens, very rich colors. And everyone has at least six or seven sweet jackets. Um, the costume <laughs> department did an awesome job. Made me think I could maybe pull off a leather jacket someday. I don't know. Rambir Kapoor could do it. Why can't I? So... 
if anything, yeah, see it for the visuals and don't get too attached to the characters in the story. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, Matt. Uh, Dear Zindiki from Gori Shinde starring Ali Abad and Shah Rukh Khan. Mm-hmm. This is a film uh, about a young woman, a young cinematographer, uh, who's unlucky in love and you know can't seem to get either uh, her personal life or her work life to kind of go the way that she wants it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, her neighbors are unimpressed that she's a single woman living in their building, so she kind of has to pack everything up and... This is a really shitty home. reason, by the way. Yeah. Go back home to Goa, um, where she, you know, the difficult relationship that she has with her parents kind of comes to the surface, and she starts seeing a therapist played by Shah Rukh Khan, mm-hmm. uh, who helps, you know, dig up some of the painful mm-hmm. memories that are getting in the way of her having a happier life, uh, and, you know, kind of learn to love herself. Yeah. Uh, I really loved this movie. I thought it was really powerful. I think it's a, it's really light, but it's about something um, very serious and very important. Um, I appreciate, you know, what the film has to say about mental health. And I think the performances from Ali Abat and Shah Rukh Khan are both excellent. And their rapport and charisma with each other is just so... Wonderful. I really fell hard for this movie. It wasn't really what I was thinking either. Like it, um, when you think of a movie about a, psycho- a psychiatrist and a uh, a patient, you know, reaching some greater realizations. Yeah. This one is a lot more subtle than that. I think. Yeah. It reminded me of the the lunchbox, where you have a deep connection between two people mm-hmm. who find themselves in a situation together, and it. Doesn't go as trite as you think it's going to no. be. No. Um, it's it's a lot more mature and presumably realistic. Yeah. I've I've never had a shrink before, a, a brain doctor <laughs> as it's continually referred to during the film. But if I ever did, I would like to have Shuru Khan in full Fraser mode, being <laughs> yes. uh, my uh, shrink because he's delightful and um, yeah, uh, Ali Abat, fantastic. She's so good. I've never. I don't think she's had a bad role ever. No, no. Even in Shandar, she tried really hard. Yeah, I mean, Shania might be the worst role she's had in Mm -hmm. Student of the Year, and I love her there. But this is like, I think I've never related to a character in a Bollywood film more than her here in in Dear Zendiki. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I appreciate that this, this film is very much about, you know, a young woman's mental health and. The struggle of being young and pretty and successful, mm-hmm. um, but how even though you have all that, you know, you still, there's still, you know, internal things that, you know, are working against you and how difficult it is to confront those things and overcome them. And it's just like, with the exception of the boyfriend who brings uh, his guitar to parties, yeah, well, <laughs> this movie really worked for girls. Me. If you want to keep your mental health in check, if a guy brings a guitar to a party, just stay away. He's going to ruin your life. That being said, the movie is not like for the guy who brings guitar to parties. No, the, the the movie doesn't come down really on any of the yeah. uh, m- you know men in her life at all. It's there isn't some sort of predestined love affair. It's yeah. just she can do whatever she wants. And, I mean, how great is it that Shah Rukh Khan, one of, you know, the biggest actors in the world, huge celebrity, 
uh, is in this film. He has second billing. He doesn't show Ali up Abad. until halfway through the yeah, movie. He has second billing to Ali Abad. Gori Shinde is, you know, I'm always super impressed with Shah Rukh Khan because he works with so many strong women. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're constantly bemoaning the lack of female directors in Hollywood. And over in Bollywood, the biggest actor, you know, the biggest superstar, the biggest celebrity, you know, is working with people like Farrah Khan and Gauri Shinde, you know, who I think have very unique visions and that the, mm-hmm. the film industries that they work in are richer because of it. I would like to see him in a Zoya Akhtar picture next. I would. So would I. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. I mean, there's such strong female directors in in Bollywood. Strong and, and popular. I mean, we have yeah. strong female directors here. It's just they don't get to do the big movies. Yeah, that's true. Or get, you know, the big celebrities in it. So I just... Uh, Gory Shindy's previous film was English of English, which we haven't seen, which I hear is excellent. Alan Mott, big fan. Yeah, can't can't wait to uh, to sit down and catch up with that one because I I really loved Dear Zendigi. I I know some people who have some issues with it, and I I see their point, but uh, for me, this movie worked. Mm-hmm. Um, briefly, want to mention Kahani too. Uh, I saw Kahani. Uh, you were asleep or something? I don't know. I do sleep every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I really liked it, so I was really looking forward to Kahani 2, and I thought it was a big disappointment. This is one of the um, times when making a sequel that has nothing narratively to do with the previous film really disappointed me. Mm. Um, Vidya Balan is great in it, because she's always great, um, but overall, this movie really disappointed me. I'm sure we'll return to it another time. Uh, and then we have Beth Ray. Uh, another film that we have an episode on. Yeah, our last episode, uh, the Aditya Chopra episode, you can hear our thoughts about Beth Gray, which is sort of like Ideal Hamishka, but better. Um, I would say. <laughs> You're like hell-bent on comparing these two movies. I don't think they're as comparable as you think they are. I'm saying if you want a lush, romantic, fun movie, which Ideal Hamishka probably not setting out to be fun, but just a good romance-centered film, yeah. Beth Gray, all the way. Yeah. And Beth Gray is by far the best romance of the year. And there was not a lot of romance this year. No. Uh, and not a lot of romance that worked. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like Barbar, Deco, Futur, Key and Kyle, all of those have kind of some problems with it. Beth Gray completely worked for me. Um, we tend to seem to be in the minority on this. Yeah. Um, but love this movie. Yeah. Um, made me want to go back to Paris desperately. Yeah. Because Paris looked amazing. But yeah, let's do our other episode on it. You can... Uh, Hear our thoughts. And that brings us to uh, the last film of the year, and arguably the biggest film Yeah, of this the year. is the big boy, <laughs> Dongal, um, directed by Nitesh Tiwari and featuring Amir Khan and Sakshi Tanwar, Fatima San Sheikh, and Sanya Malhotra, uh, and Zara Wasim. Um, yeah, it's a movie where, uh, again, Amir Khan doesn't quite play second fiddle, but... There are a lot of strong female actors in the movie with him. Yeah. He's the main character, but the rest is entirely his wife, his daughters, his daughters as they grow up. The two actresses that play the daughters as adults are wonderful. I hope to see both of them again and a lot. And just look up them on social media because, you know, they got they got great, like, videos dancing to Beyonce. I love it. Yeah, and... Thinking about Mary Calm again, because we just watched a movie by that director today, I think that the, what really makes Dongal work is that the actor's committed to learning how to 
do the wrestling really well. Right. Because the wrestling action in this is not super chopped up like you need when, you know, someone isn't actually yeah. a boxer or a wrestler. And I think it's much less over the top than it was in Sultan, but it's it's realistic Greco-Roman wrestling. I also understand the wrestling here. So, like, yes, on one hand, the film doesn't need to explain the sport, but they do a good job of giving you kind of enough information of understanding how wrestling works and how the scoring works. And then because well, the characters are learning too, because yeah. they start with the Haryana style village wrestling and then work their way up to Olympic Greco Roman, and they too need to learn the scoring system. Yeah, and you know the way that this film builds tension and drama in those wrestling matches is like master class. And it's also it doesn't it, it does a Chekhov's gun thing of mentioning like yeah here's this move here's the, how this scoring works. And then you get the pleasure of seeing the thing you had explained to you happen. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I get what this is now. And wrestling, I like probably a bit more popular in India, but not a huge sport here. No, I, I lived with wrestlers a couple times, and <laughs> I do know that they get pretty cranky when they're making weight. Yeah, but like I know a little bit more about it than the average person. But it's it's a good refresher on how that system works. Yeah. So Amir Khan stars as an older wrestler who's kind of since. Uh, given up the sport and is hoping that one day his son will bring home a gold medal for India. Something. Yeah, he, he was like a provincial. No, he won all of India. He didn't yeah. make it to the Olympics, but you know he did quite well in the country. And he feels that he just didn't have enough support to go further. One of many films where the <laughs> Indian sports authority is basically the villain. Yeah. Uh, Chak Day, Mary Com, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Bag Mirko Bag. Yeah. 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 But, I think I think Milka Singh, based on that film, got a lot of support, or more support than some of these other athletes. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, he and his wife only have daughters. So he has. Unfortunately four, for him. For him, yeah. For the world, it's good. <laughs> uh, only has daughters, and so he doesn't feel like he'll ever realize his dream of seeing his son bring home a gold medal for India. But then one day, he's called over to uh, to kind of uh, explain. Why uh, his daughters have beaten up a couple of village boys. He is assuming that uh, it's his nephew that's beaten up these other village boys and he immediately slaps in the head and then discovers that it's actually his daughters and that they're little, like, tough demons. Yeah. They're kicking ass at a much higher level than previously thought. Yeah. And so he comes to the realization that gender doesn't matter. Gold is gold. And yeah. he's going to teach these two girls uh, to be the best wrestlers in India and the world, and, and he yeah. puts them through a grueling training process and kind of forces them to become wrestlers. There's a fun song where the, I guess they're what, teenage-ish, yeah. before the, the first set of actresses playing his daughters, they're singing a song about how much they hate their dad and they don't like being tortured all day long by doing this stupid wrestling stuff, and then there's a really good scene where at a wedding where yeah. the girls have kind of escaped to go have some girl fun, basically. Uh, the bride there says, you don't know how lucky you are. My father just wanted to marry me off. They, he doesn't care about my existence at all. Your father has an interest in what you're doing with yeah. your life. Yeah. Um, so and, and wants you to be Successful more. in a field, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I can see people criticizing this film for like, oh, doesn't Mir Khan really need to like explain feminism, you know, to women? But he's 
He does it in an entertaining way. But he way. does it, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he does, it's it's really well done. Like Fire and Avatar last year in Dilda Doc and Adele. Yeah, when it's I, done well, it's, it's engaging. I don't think you can criticize, you know, a man like Amir Khan who has a platform for using it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know. Using I'm, it for good purposes. He's not mansplaining here. I think, mm-hmm. like, this is a very powerful film about how gender doesn't matter. You can still achieve your dreams. And... That's also not all it's about either. No, because it's not. that's like the first half of the movie. The second half is a uh, kind of a disagreement on fighting styles, yeah. essentially. Like, um, because the older daughter goes off to the Indian national team mm-hmm. and learns a different style of uh, wrestling. And then it becomes sort of a battle of wills between her and her father as, you know, he taught the old-fashioned way. And then... And, you know, it's, it's not even a male versus female thing anymore. No. Now it's just a craftsmanship. And then a conflict between the institution, who that thinks they know best, and his kind of um, uh, village uh, approach. Always you fighting, know, ne- never, approach. never defense. Always fighting like a tiger. Yeah, I I love this movie. It mm-hmm. had me, you know, from beginning to end. Amir Khan is excellent. I love these two girls. I uh, just like I, and I think this is such a like. Crowd pleasing, family friendly, mm-hmm. you know, all ages movie. Like I just, everyone can enjoy this movie. Yeah, and so I think I fun. think it deserves to exist as well as Sultan. I think yeah. they both are well, <laughs> films made by that specific guy. So if you go to see Sultan, you want to see Saman Khan yeah. be a cool guy because that's what you like. Yeah. And if you want to see Amir Khan, maybe trying a bit harder in the acting department, I'd say he does have to delve into a different. Um, set of emotions that are brought to fore than uh, uh, Salman Khan brings in his film. But they're both like great examples of that particular filmmaker, uh, that actor's, you know, whole thing. Well, and I appreciate that in Dangal, we're with, like, we're with these women. None of them have to, like, give up wrestling and let their husbands go win their medals for them because they're pregnant. Like, I think putting these two films, having these two films come out so close together really emphasizes, I think, some of the weaker parts of Sultan, um, especially in regards to the way it approaches gender. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Sultan is just not as tight of a movie. Like, it's entertaining, but it's nowhere near as, it's not reaching as big. It doesn't want to make a bigger statement. Yeah, it's also just, you know, a rags to riches story of one man, whereas... Dungal is about fathers and daughters, different fighting styles, the state versus the individual. Gender. There's all, gender, there's all kinds of things happening there. Yeah. I, get, I think it reaches a bit higher. Yeah, and I think I think it's certainly one of the best Bollywood movies of the year. Like we really went out on a high note this year. There's been a ton of great Bollywood. There movies has this been year. a ton of great Bollywood movies. Um, have you noticed any trends over the years? So I, I said earlier. Um, but I've noticed that this year there's been a lot. Like, the big stuff has really been social dramas and sports movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Dangal kind of being a perfect um, synthesis of both of those yeah. ideas. But, you know, with things like Airlift and Nirja from previously from previously in the year. Yeah. Um, Historical dramas. Recent history. Yeah, again. But, like, real kind of social issues. We had Aligarh. Kapoor and Sons dealt, again, with a lot of, you know, serious social issues. I think I probably saw more solid uh, Hindi films this year than I saw English language films. I think yeah. it's a really good year for Bollywood movies. I think it has been a good year. I don't think it's been a great year for 
um, kind of your classic romantic singing and dancing Bollywood movie. Yeah. I think it's been... Befakray being the exception. Befakray is the big exception. But otherwise, like, I, I just, I think, you know, the movies have really um, wanted to dive deep this year. Uh, and I, I really appreciate that. That being said, I also kind of like the <laughs> romance and singing and dancing. So I, I think it's too bad that, like, you know, I really struggle to point to a movie other than Befakray that had, like, a standout dance scene. Hmm. Standout dancing. Kapoor and Sons is a good one. Kapoor and Sons is a good one, but it's it's more of like a party scene. Yeah, I wouldn't Adel really Mishkel's call it. Breakup song is pretty good. The songs in Adele and Mishko are very good. The dancing, uh, the one where they, the one where uh, he meets Ashwarya Rai at the club the first time. That was good. Yeah, that's a barely a dance scene, but yeah. Yeah, that was that was just a very good dance focused scene. Not yeah. not quite a choreographed thing. Um, yeah, Beth Gray had the best ones. There's been a lot of great movies this year. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I like the, the topics that they've really, um, dove into. Yeah. Um, I, th- it's also been kind of like some forgettable action movies, which, you know, so like Chevet, Rocky Handsome. Force 2. Force 2, yeah. So, you know, I can't say I'm disappointed that the, that the movies are dealing with more kind of serious subject matter mm-hmm. um, have risen to the top over the kind of a macho action film. As much as I love a good action movie, it's... Dishoom. You like Dishoom? Yeah, I, I love Dishoom, but it's just... And I think even Dishoom has... Um, is reaching in places, you know, kind of about, you know, relations between um, different kinds of people. I mean, it doesn't really get too much into relations between India and Pakistan. It has the it has the meta element that Varun Dhawan always has in films too. Yeah, joking about other movies, that kind of thing. Yeah, so been a really interesting year. Um, they handed out the Filmfare Awards uh, last week. Um, the most winning film, well, films. There's two. Do you want to guess? Uh, Dangal and Adil Hamishko. No, neither. What? Nirja and Kapoor and Sons since 1921. Interesting. Yes. Dangal did win um, Best Film. Okay. It was up against Kapoor and Sons, Nirja, Pink, Sultan, and Uta Punjab. Did Uta Punjab win anything? That's the one I'm I'm kind of hoping for. They won Best Actress. Okay, good. Yeah, it won four. Four. Okay, perfect. It won four. That was a very solid film. Yeah, I, I probably would have gone... For Uta Punjab over Dangal, Kapoor and Sons was my favorite of the year, but Dangal totally deserves to yeah, win. Yeah, Dangal is a crowd-pleasing... Yeah. It, it is the sort of thing that would win Oscars, too. Yeah. Uh, best Director went to Nitish Tiwari for Should Dangal. have been submitted for the Oscars, actually. Although it was probably too late. Um, it might have been, yeah. 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 It, it's, it's the big crowd-pleasing, fun movie. Yeah. That it, like Lagan, actually, that is of interest to Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nitish Tawari also won for Best Director for Dangal. He mm-hmm. was up against Abhishek uh, Chaube for Uta Punjab. He Ali. does some great stuff with uh, sound in Dangal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the all the wrestling scenes have excellent smacking of flesh. And there's a pivotal scene later on where someone hears a song and it kind of stirs them. Yeah. And that is just... That was... Masterfully done. It was really well done. Yeah. Uh, so he beat out Abhishek... Uh, Shoube for Uta Punjab, Ali Abbas Safar for Sultan, Karen Johar for Adelheim Mushkil, um, Rad Madhavani for Nirja, and Shokun Batra for Kapoor and Sons. 
Uh, best actor also went to Dengal, uh Mir Khan. Uh, he beat out Amitabh Bachchan for Pink, Rambir Kapoor for Adil Hamishkal, Salman Khan for Sultan, Shah Rukh Khan for Fan, Shahid Kapoor for Uttar Punjab, and Sashant Singh Rajput for MS Dhoni. I can't disagree with that either. You know? Yeah. Fan was really interesting. If you wanted to talk about technical difficulty of acting, I think yeah. that would have been a good one too. And I think Shahid Kapoor was awesome. Yeah. Shahid Kapoor is good, but um, yeah. I could see him just pissing people off. So the one that makes me really happy, really, really happy... Our girl, Ali Abad, won Best Actress for Uta Punjab. Bollywood sweetheart. Yes. Um, and she beat out Ashraya Rai Bachchan for Sarbjeet. Mm-hmm. Ali Abad for Dears and Dying. <laughs> she was nominated twice because she's had such a good year. Yeah. Um, she's great in Kapoor and Sons, too. Uh, Anushka Sharma and Adil Hamishkil, Sonam Kapoor in Nirja, and Vidya Balan in Kahani, too. Hmm. Uh, Best Sporting Actor went to Rishi Kapoor in Kapoor and Sons. He was good. He was good. Uh, the other nominees were Diljit Dashant in Uta Punjab, Fawad Khan yeah. in Kapoor and Sons, Jim Sarve. Really? For what, I would say Fawad Khan in Kapoor and Sons over Rishi. Rishi yeah? was good, but Fawad Khan was great. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably I could see why he again. didn't get it, though, given the current political climate. Yeah. Um, Jim Sarbe in Nirja, Rajat Kapoor in Kapoor and Sons, and Rajkumar Rao in Aligarh. Oh, yeah. I, I loved Rajkumar Rao in that role. But, yeah, I mean, I'm happy Rishi Kapoor's won, but I would have gone with Dilja Joshan or Fawad Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, best Supporting Actress, um, uh, Shabana Azmi for Nirja. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, a film you haven't seen, so you can't comment. But I will soon. Yes. The uh, other nominees were Karina Kapoor for Uttar Punjab. So she did. I mean, she got some recognition. That was a great role. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirti Kalhari for Pink. Uh, Ratna Pathak Shah for Kapoor and Sons. And Risha Shada for Sarbjeet. Are the girls from Dungal not in the mix at all? That seems weird. Um, no. Not that I see. Huh. Yeah, and... Because um, they did an excellent job. Yeah, neither Maybe of not... them won for Best Female Debut. Hmm. Uh, Diljit Dashant did win for Uta Punjab. Diljit Dashant, yeah, he's I good. guess being, that being his first... Bollywood movie. Bollywood movie. Um, music went to Pritam for Adil Haymishkil. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Critics Award, the best movie was Nirja. Best Actor, it was shared between Shaikabur for Uta Punjab. And Manoj Bajpayee for Aligarh. Mm, he was and good. Yeah. Best Actress went to Sonu Kapoor for Nirja. Uh, Kapoor and Sons got screenplay as well as story. Pink got dialogue. Nirja got cinematography and best editing. Costume went to Uta Punjab. Well, yeah. Uh, Shahid Kapoor's costumes in that were over the top and fantastic. He should have got best hairstyle too. Yeah. Uh, action went to Dangal, best action. Hmm. Um, best choreography, we were just talking about dance sequences, went to Kapoor and Sons for the Kar Gai Chul dance. That's probably one of the best dances. There's just not a lot to choose from this year. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not a choreographed dance. Well, it is choreographed, but it's not the classic style. That, yeah. That's a bit of a disappointment, yeah. actually. I would I would like to see Beth Gray mm. there. Fan won for best visual effects, of course, well deserved. Yeah, well very, deserved. very interesting use of visual effects. Um, Phobia won for best sound design. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. As soon as things start happening to her that she yeah. can't explain right away, the sound becomes very important. And yeah, very well done. Yeah, 
So it's nice to see that for the most part, the Film for Awards agreed with um, our assessment of what are some of the best movies of the year. Yeah, Nirja is, a, is, a, is something we need to get on. You've seen it. I yeah. haven't yet. I'm disappointed that uh, there's no love for Airlift. I, I liked Airlift. Mm. I, 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 thought, I thought that actually Kumar would get you know, some recognition for that. He should have got uh, Best Supporting Actor for Dishoom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He lit up the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you wanted to talk a little bit about Coffee with Karan in our well, megasode. I mean, we're, we're running long, but if you want to say that, you know, you've you've enjoyed catching up with the show. Yeah. I just wanted to say that, you know, we're Coffee with Karan is currently in uh, its fifth season and it's super enjoyable. Um, we don't usually focus on uh, the gossip around Bollywood, but... Coffee with Koran is, um, I think, a good way to dip your toes into just kind of some of the larger-than-life personalities in Bollywood. And tied to the movies coming out, too. And uh, Yeah, and tied to the movies coming out. So I really like the episode with uh, Amir Khan and the girls from Dangal. I think that's great. He had his look in that. Fantastic. Yeah. Twinkle Khanna and Akshay Kumar together are wonderful. And I'm really looking forward to, uh, to watching the Priyanka Chopra episode, which just came out. Also, Ranbir Kapoor and Ranbir Singh are like... <laughs> the continued presence of Arjun Kapoor waltzing into episodes. It's yeah. pretty fun. So, I mean, maybe we'll talk a bit about Coffee with Karen when the season is over. Or if you're um, interested, let us know if you want to hear more about it. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying that, uh, that Coffee with Karen is back because this is the first time uh, that I've been interested in Bollywood that I've kind of been able to watch along. All the Coffee with Karen episodes I've seen before. Um, have been from previous seasons that aired kind of before I was invested in Bollywood, so mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, but that that brings us to the end of our, our recap of 2016. So between this episode and our previous episode, we've discussed a lot of films, and even then we haven't discussed every film we it's would impossible. like to. Can't. Um, we're not going to talk about uh, kind of what's coming up for 2017. Shashi Heat at the Blank Page Beatdown has a great episode on that, so we'll link that. You can listen to that. He provides a lot more details, and we don't want yeah. to keep you here too much longer. I'm looking forward to Rangoon and uh, the Padmavati, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to Padmavati, cool. uh, Rangoon. Also, Jagged Jasus. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, but that trailer really surprised me and kind of excited me. So. Yeah. Oh, and the sequel to Humpty Sharma Kitalhania. Um, that the the trailer's gonna be out soon. So a new Vagran Dwan Aliabat joint. That's gonna be great. Yeah, that's yeah. There's lots of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, so you know we're hopefully gonna have romance and dancing in that. Um, and we are back now. You know, ready to mm-hmm. embrace 2017 and see what Bollywood has in store for us this year. We will be back in two weeks with an episode on Sonam Kapoor. We're going to be looking at some of her films because uh, she's currently kind of experiencing a high and we haven't really dug into her work yet. Yeah, we talked about Nirja a bunch this time and I think we talked about it in the last Roundup episode. So and we're going to talk about it next week. I'm finally going to watch <laughs> it. So it, it's apparently very good. Uh, yes, and uh, uh, we'll also probably look at um, I can never say this title uh, Kutsubra? Kutsubra? Um, which means beautiful uh, with mm-hmm. her and Fawad Khan uh, and a third film that is yet to be decided upon because the one that I really want to do um, which is the remake of Emma Aisha I can't find anywhere so mm. still one to be decided uh, so in the meantime Matt how can people keep up with the show well you can find our Tumblr follow it is for lovers.tumblr.com 
You can find us on Facebook. Just look up Bollywood is for Lovers. You can find us on Twitter at Bollywood Pod. Please send all pronunciation errors <laughs> and uh, things we missed. Let us know what films you uh, you know would have liked us to talk about to that account. You can also find me there at Matt underscore B O W E S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Yep. The show is on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. It's on the Google Play Store. It's on Audio Boom. I think that's it. And if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It really helps us in the podcast rankings and helps new people discover the show. Yeah, we're hoping to get back in the mix on those Pakistan charts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this extra-sized episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>